Hey church, how you doing this morning? Come on, let's give God a great big hand. I'm excited about Jesus today. And I'm a double blessed man. I asked for one Perrier with lime and I got two. Come on somebody. Isn't God a good God? Come on. I can go twice as long now. Come on. Glory. Hey, if I haven't had the opportunity to introduce myself, uh, my name is Rick Pallet. I'm the lead pastor here at Bridge City Church. And I'm just so excited to be with you today. I'm so excited you're here. I really am. I believe God is doing something really, really good. And I believe this is a great season, uh, not just only of, of church life, but I believe, I believe God's up to something. How many of y'all believe that? I believe it's up. And I'm, I believe he's challenging our faith and he's causing us to move on. And that song we just sang about, I just want to move your heart so powerful, so good about God. I just want to move your heart. I just want to pour my life out for you. I just want to, listen, I'm in love with Jesus. How about you? Come on, how about you? Yeah, I am. I'm just in love with Jesus, and I'm just so happy that he, that he calls me his son, and he's still my dad, and I'm just, this is just so, so excited to be here. Listen, we have this series. This is the last part of a series, True Riches. I want to let you know that no actual money was harmed in the making of that bumper there. And uh, true riches, where do we get this concept? I'm going to jump right in to Luke here, Luke 16, 11. And here it is, Jesus' words. Jesus said, and if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches of heaven? What are true riches? This is it. This is, this is, this is our definition that we're using here. I'm not sure it's the definition, but it's, it's, it's my definition. It's the one that we're all using. So I think it's a good one. Come on, somebody. And, um, and so here it is. It's to have Jesus' presence and peace and power, his provision and protection, and, and, and to experience it in the fullness of joy. That's, that's what true riches really are. And isn't that what we're all longing for right now? Isn't that really what we're lo looking for? But one of the things that keeps us from true riches is fear. How many of you ever had fear in your life? Top fears, top fears out there. How about, how about this? How many of y'all, when I, when I say the word spider, how many of you like, ooh, anybody here? Like, how many of y'all got the top fear spiders there? How about snakes? Oh, I hate snakes, man. I just hate them. I see one, I get snake dreams. I hate snake dreams because um, they're just crawling in my head all night long. You know, I hate that with a passion. How about heights? How many of y'all got a fear of heights? Anybody here got a fear of heights? How many got a fear of spiders, snakes, and heights? Come on, somebody. Yeah, there we go. How about, how about claustrophobia? I make a claustrophobia. Come on. I just hate pinned in places. I just don't like that at all. That's, that's the, how about public speaking? I mean, I can't stand that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm good with it. I'm good there. Come on, I'm good there. But see, we all got these fears in our life. Am I right? We do, but you know what we also, you know what I've learned over the years? That, that, that sometimes, listen, I even get fearful about money. Anybody with me out there? Anybody ever get a little more month than money? Yeah, yeah, come on. How many of y'all just, you get a little fearful? Well, you know, will God come through? Will I have enough? You know, it's not sometimes that, I don't know if you're like me, it's not that I doubt God can come through for me. Sometimes I doubt, will he? Am I right? You know, it's not like, I mean, we say God can do anything, right? And, and God can provide and, and all things are possible, right? And so we know God can, but when we start to look at it personally with our lives, 
I know that he can, but will he? And that's the tension that we live in, right? That's a tension that we live in even with our money. Okay, here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. You've got to write this down. This is good. It's about to get good. Nudge your neighbor say it's about to get good. Come on. Okay, here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. Every follower of Jesus, how many followers of Jesus do we have here today? Okay, every follower of Jesus can obtain true riches. That means you can have peace, power, the presence of God, protection, and provision. Come on, when we reject fear, everybody say reject fear. Recognize God as a faithful father and respond in faith. This is the big idea today. We all got some fears in our life. We all got things that we're, we're, we're here. And at Bridge City Church, we are here to help you live a life of faith. We're here to help your faith. And in handling our money takes faith. And notice I said all of our money, not just the, the parts that we give. So we're talking about money because money's the one thing we think about every single day. Every single day, money is somewhere on our mind. Am I right or wrong? Every day. I mean, it's there. It, like, we, we, we got money. We got either money worries or money happiness or we got, like, visions of either sh sugar plum fairies or hitting the, the, the lotto, the Powerball. Come on. How many of y'all dreamt about that a little bit? Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah, billion dollars plus. Come on. How many, how many like, would take a stab at that? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So here it is. Listen, listen. I'm going I'm to give you two questions that um, will determine every decision you make. Every decision you make, whether it's about money, the house, job, car, friends, what, what small group you go to, it, it's going to come down to these two questions right here. Number one, what do you believe about God? Really, true riches are really, what do you believe about God, our theology? Who's God? And number two is your identity, who you, what you believe about yourself. These two questions will determine everything, every decision that we make in life. I'm telling you, every decision, whether you're, you're processing going on a missions trip or to move or to wherever, whatever you're going to do, these two affect it all. Because it's either God is a really big God and he's caring, or he's a distant God and he doesn't care. Either you're a child of God, or you're just trying to muddle through life and just trying to get by. So these two decisions, these two questions are really big questions here. And I'm going to come back to them as we go through this big idea today. This whole thing about fear and, and all. So here we go. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to spend the rest of our time in Matthew 6. I'm going to make a reference to Romans 8. But Matthew 6, and, 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 and there are a bunch of red letters. They're Jesus' words. How many of y'all like Jesus' words? I like Jesus' words. I, sometimes I don't like all of them, but, but they're, they get me in the end. Come on. That whole love your enemy thing, I'm still working on that one. Come on. Anybody with me? Am I the only person here? Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, some of them, you know, we say, yeah, I love Jesus' words. <laughs> Can I pick the ones? No, you can't. Because they're all in there, and they're all red letters, and, and we can't pick and choose what we like, right? And so here's Jesus with his followers, and it's early on in their, in their lives with Jesus. And so he's trying to communicate to these followers that still have a worldly mindset, their culture, their world, their old way of thinking, and he's working on their old way of thinking 
saying it shouldn't control your new way of thinking. So you've got to catch this. It's early on. And these guys that were following him, they had all the, all the fears, the prejudices, all the problems. Everything that you and I have, they had. And so he's trying to tell them, you're going to live a different life. You're going to live a different way here. And we got to catch kind of that context here. So in Matthew 6, 24, red letters, Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. Okay. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. This is the, 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 the Greek word there is mammon. It's materialism. It's wealth personified. It's riches or property. And Jesus is saying, listen, when you try to serve money in mammon, and then you try to serve God, it's like having two bosses with different values. Have you ever had two bosses at work? Or maybe one real boss and somebody else who thought they were? Instantly, somebody came to mind, right? Come on. And so, so what it's like is having two different bosses with two different sets of values, both dictating what you should do. How many of those, if you stay there long enough, you'll be confused and we'll miss what Jesus is doing, am I right? It'll just breathe. He's saying you can't serve both. In James, it talks about you're going to love one and you're going to hate the other, and you, but you can't love both of them. I don't know about you, but I, I just want to love Jesus. And, and, and listen, I want Jesus to be first in my life. That's what I'm here for. And, and I'm just going to tell you this. Nothing reveals our heart quite like Listen, nothing, nothing reveals our heart about the way we handle money. The way we handle money. Show me somebody that has their money in order, and I'll show you a life in order. Notice I said money, all of it. Because you can't, you can't serve materialism and go after all that and serve God. Jesus said that. Pastor Rick didn't say that. I'm just using his words. And you all said you like Jesus' words. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> Are you there? And so we have these two things pulling on us here. And, and, and it reflects my theology as I give. And just listen, just one of the best decisions Natalie and I ever made, one of the best decisions we ever made. I got three top decisions that affected my life greatly. And one of them was, we were going to live a generous life. Not because we had a bunch, but we just decided early on, we're going to live generous. We're just going to be generous people. I never regretted, not once, did we ever go back and say, I wish we weren't so generous. I wish we could have that back. Never once. Because we've just seen God show up so big in our lives over the years. And, it's, and I believe it's just that love Jesus, and I, and I just want true riches. Because every follower, listen, every follower can have and obtain true riches when we reject fear. And trust me, we all have fear. Let's go on to verse 25 here, reject fear. Jesus' words, that is why, 
So Jesus, don't you love when Jesus is plain in his word? Like I just said, it's like, that is why. It's like, you don't have to pray about that one. This is why. You can't serve two masters, okay? This is why. Real simple here. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. How many of y'all have an everyday life? (laughs) What kind of life do you have then? I'm just not sure. Yeah. Really, we all have an everyday life. How many of y'all pay bills? How many of y'all put gas in your car? Some of you. Very good. Very good. Good deal. No, listen, listen. We all, we all got everyday life. I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. Look at the pigeons. Look at that. They don't plant or harvest or store up in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable than the average pigeon? I know I want you to think this is Jesus' words here. In this culture, in this culture, if they had more than one outfit, they were rich. If they had more than one pair of shoes, they were really rich. They didn't have food for all week long or all month long. They had enough for today. No, that's who he was speaking to here. I don't know about you, but we in the good old USA, man, have you still one of, not the, one of the fastest growing businesses is storage places. Have you noticed how many there are? I mean, it's like when we run out of space in the garage and we can't even put our car in there, we've got to run out of space in the garage, and then we run out of space in the basement, and run out of space in the closets. Then we go and we rent a, a storage place. That, that storage bin is bigger than the average home in the world. And we fill it up. Do, do, do you see the craziness here? We, we're attached to our stuff. We are so attached to this world here. And he's saying, don't worry about all that stuff. We've got to reject this fear. So what is worry? Listen, worry divides me into parts. That's what worry does. It divides me into parts. It's a distraction, a preoccupation that causes anxiety and stress. That's what worry is. Worry is saying, God, I got this. You back off. Worry is saying, I want to take care of this. I, um, I was sharing with my uh, oldest brother, Larry attends our White Oak campus. We were talking one evening, and we were just, just sharing, and, and he just stopped. He said, he said, you know, you either can take care of this or you can let God take care of it, which is it going to be? He shared this little thing with me. He said, it's like God's in heaven saying, I can take care of that if you want me to, but if you think you can do better, you go ahead. That put it all right in perspective right there. That was like, Thank you very much. You know, that's it. I, I, it's me taking it all on me. It's me taking it and saying, God, I want, to, I want this. Rather than, God, I can trust you through it. I'm giving myself to Jesus here. Now, I don't know about you. Does it ever happen like you're worried or you're like maybe have fear and somebody comes up to you and says, don't worry? Oh, here's a better one. Oh, I love when people say this. They say just let go and let God. Let me tell you what that's equal to. 
It's like when my spouse tells me, why are you yelling? You need to calm down. Both of those have an equal, equal response. Is anybody with me? It's like, I can show you. But no, I'm serious. Somebody comes up and you're, you're going through something. It's like, don't worry. Let, don't worry. Let God. I, 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 you know what I, I get? Then I don't just have worry. Then I have anger. Is anybody with me? Come on. It's like when Nellie says, you need to calm down and stop yelling. Oh, I can show you yelling. Am I the only one here? Come on. Come on. This is church. You're supposed to be honest in church. You're supposed to supposed to get free. Come on, get free. Yeah, come on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, come on, we do. So it's not just a matter of like, just stop that. It's not just a matter of just stop that. And I want to help you here. How do I reject fear? There's something key here in this last little bit here. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? We got to catch this. We got to see that we are more valuable than the average pigeon, than the average bird flying around. I've never seen a, a bird flying around all worried. I didn't want to say, oh, that one's stressed out. Huh. Wow, they, woo! They didn't get up early. <laughs> they got up on the wrong side of the nest. <laughs> I mean, it's like, we don't do that, right? Yeah. They know God's going to take care of them. They do. And, and so how, how, do, how do we re reject this? It comes down to who we are in Christ. That's what it comes down to. I was, um, I think it was two weeks ago, I was on, we were on our way to church, and we were driving to uh, the White Oak campus, and I was preaching there that morning. And I just, I just driving there, worship was on, and, and Natalie said, how, you know, how you doing? And I, I just was honest with her. I said, you know, I'm really concerned and, you know, just today's message. And I was just, I'm doubting this, I'm doubting that. And this, this, this is my life. I'm just being honest with you. I go through that. And I'm so grateful. She didn't look at me and say, suck it up, big guy. She didn't do that. No, she didn't at all. <laughs> I mean... And honestly, she looked at me and she said, you know, you're a child of God. And God has called you. And she just started literally in that moment, she just started speaking life, over, life to me. It changed everything. She didn't say, oh, just don't worry, it's all in your head. Well, obviously it's in my head. That's where it's coming out of, okay? I mean, it's coming out of here. It's there, okay? I mean, we don't need to pray about that, okay? She didn't say that to me, right? It's all in your head. Yes, it's in my head, okay? You should see what else is in there. You know, it's like, we don't have near the time, okay? But what she did is she stopped and she spoke the value to me. Listen, she spoke value. You're a child of God. And God has called you. He has redeemed you. And he has made a way for you. That was the game changer. And the same thing about our finances. The same thing about our money. When we realize who we are in Christ Jesus, game changer. Can, can, I, can I help you today? I just want to 
I just want to share some things with you that I think are going to be really helpful. Just dealing with fear. And I've been doing this a lot lately. Um, I've, been, I've been going through and just answering a couple questions that have been so helpful to me. You're going to want to write these down. I'm telling you, they're going to help you. In the next six weeks, these three questions, if you answer them, literally, I answer these. I get a pen out. I write the answers down because they help me. The first question is, is God, what are you doing? You know, what's happening to me? How many of you ever have stuff happen to you? Sometimes there's hurt. Somebody betrayed me. Somebody this, somebody that. It happens. But sometimes I just write down, like, this is what happened to me. But then I got to ask, what's happening in me? Because what's happening in me is more important than what's happening to me. Then last but not least, what is God doing with me? That's not just God telling me to go do something. What's God doing right beside me? Fear and doubt and worry and stress go when we remember God is with us. I just want to remind you today, you're more, you're, you have value. God in heaven saw it fit to send his only son and live a sinless life and gave his life for you. That determines our value. If you are more important than the average bird flying around, I want you to catch that. Those questions have helped alleviate stress, alleviate fear. Is that helpful to you today? Listen, I'm trying to help you. I'm not just trying to tell you to go do something, but I'm trying to give you practical. Are you good? And we have a plan. You know, when I have a plan for my money, I have more peace. We've been trying to get you to fill out a budget, and, and we, we have these budget sheets, and and you can get one back at the back. And we're trying to get you one. Because if you have a plan, it will alleviate stress in your life. I'm trying to help you have less stress. I'm trying to help you. If you'll write it down and have a plan, it will help you. It's going to bring your mind peace. You'll have less worry when we live according to God's plan. That's what this is about. Okay, let's go on here. Every follower of Jesus Man, we, we can get true riches when we reject fear. And number two, recognize God as a faithful father. Verse 28, and why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they. And here it is, verse 30, here it is. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. So the theology, who are you? And, and, and here's your theology, who is God? Who's God? Come on, this is it here. Have you ever noticed that kids, little kids, they don't worry about money? Have you ever noticed that? Now, they, they, most of the kids think mom and dad are made of money, and that's a whole different teaching, okay? But that... You don't, I don't see kids worried about money. 
I don't see ever any kid going to school going, oh my goodness, I need a new pair of shoes. Oh my gosh, oh I need this, oh I need lunch money, oh I don't know. Listen, mo most of the kids in our setting right here, they're not worried about money at all, am I right? Because they, they got they, they, they have parent, parents and caring for them. That's it. That's the, that's the truth there. Now have you ever, have you, when you get a text on your phone, how many of y'all ever get text on your phones? Okay. When, when that person's name comes up, it evokes an image in your mind. It evokes an either, oh, wonder what they want, or a, I didn't see that. Come on. Right? See, we read text with the image of that person in our mind. We do. We all do it. We impose emotion on every text we read. I don't know if you know this, but we all do it. Because sometimes Natalie will say, oh, what, what does that text read? And I'll read it really gentle. Oh, they want to know what we're doing on, you know, Saturday. And, and I, oh, it's so exciting. And if some, a different person can say the same thing, and I'll say, I don't know what they want about Saturday. He probably wants to do something. Am I right? We do. We impose we do the same with God in the text in the Word of God. We read it and we hear it with the image of God in our mind. If he's a taskmaster that just wants more from us, he wants more money from us, God wants me to do things I can't do, he's always asking me to do more, we read it. For God so loved the world. Is that any way to read that verse? Yeah, but we do that because we doubt that. But we recognize God. We, we, we realize He's for me. He has good intentions for me. He wants good things from me. That's the way I want to read the Bible. God has an adventure for me. Come on. God has wonderful things for me. But most of us, are, God just wants everything for me. I gave him one Sunday once, and now he wants all of them. Right? God's like that. We do. We, 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 we like, oh, no, he wants this. Uh, and then, like, God wants my money. Let me tell you that it's way worse than that. Jesus wants your entire life. He wants all of you. But he knows once he has your heart, your money's going to follow your heart. Am I right? Yeah, is this helpful to you today? See, this is about true riches. And one of my favorite verses, Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, oh my goodness, this is fun. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit. How many of y'all received God's spirit? When he adopted you as children, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. That means daddy. That means my dad in heaven. Hey, dad. Come on. And he hasn't given me fear, which makes me to withdraw and feeling inadequate. But no, I can go boldly because God has good things for me. How about you? 
Because every follower of Jesus can obtain true riches when we reject fear with a plan and a purpose, and then when we recognize God as our Father and we respond in faith. Are you ready for respond in faith? You ready? Okay, here we go, verse 30. Why do you have so little faith? This is Jesus. Can I just stop here? Pause. Boom. This is it. This is it. What he's saying here is not that you don't have any faith. He's saying that your faith is deficient. That's what Je- these are Jesus' words. He says, not that you don't have any. Oh, my gosh. How blessed. Jesus doesn't do that. He just says, oh, you have little faith. You, got, you have a deficiency in faith, and I want to help you have more faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. I want to please God. Are you with me? Yeah. So don't worry about these things. What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These thoughts dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Yeah, but we're followers of Jesus. So we got these thoughts won't dominate us here. Your Father already knows what you need. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Come on. Listen, my response in faith is, what does the Word of God say? I'm a child of God. I have a plan. I've done my budget. I've done what I can do. He's a great God in heaven. Oh, He's an awesome God in heaven. Are you with me here? He has more than enough for me. It's not like those in the front row get more than those in the back row. Come on. Listen, I'm I'm serious. Let me just ask you a question. The way you worshiped today, whatever you did, and I I faced frontwards. I don't know what you were doing with God. You could have been checking, you could have been scrolling through Facebook, you could have been doing whatever you want. I don't know what you or you could have been fully engaged. I don't know. That's you and God. But how about you answer the question to Jesus? Was it equal to the passion that Jesus demonstrated for you? That's the, that's the question. Not does it please me, because I don't get commission on how you worship. But sometimes we say we love God, but we're not responding in total faith. This belongs to God, and I'm excited about it. And I just want to I just want a love relationship with Him. So what does His Word say? My God is big enough, and, and I have a plan, and it's my position in Christ. And I'm just going to get wrapped, put my mind in the right way. If we want to reject this, this whole fear and get w- rid of worry and stress. Let me help you. Get off social media. No, I'm serious. Get off of it. It'll, 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 it'll mess up your mind. Stop saying I have enough and it's mine and it's, it's all mine and, it's, it, and I can do what I want with it here. You see, what we really are doing is is we're trying to use God just to feel better about ourselves rather than get faith that pleases Him. See, therapeutic faith is I want enough faith to make me feel good about me. That's therapeutic faith. There's such a thing as that out there. This is is why I'm rampant right now. I just want enough faith so that I can feel better about myself so I alleviate the problem of my life in a moment. Let, let, me, let me try to illustrate it this way. I've been having a lot of problems with, with my heels. And when I, when I play tennis, it hurts. I mean, I, I, it's just a lot of, lot of problems with And so I, I went and I got these cushiony things in, to, to put in my shoes, real cushiony. And it made my heels feel better. 
And I thought, wow, I feel better. But then I started talking to somebody who really knew, you know, really knew anatomy. They worked in the field for years. They said, you can use those and you'll feel better, but it won't correct the problem. And I went, huh? I go, but they make me feel better. And what, what happened was he said, no, you've got to get these other things and put them in, in your shoes because when you use these, when you use this other thing, it will correct the problem. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but it will correct the problem. So what he told me, he said, you can either feel comfortable in that moment or correct the problem. Which would you rather have? Most of us just want to feel better for the moment rather than correct the problem and get ourselves some true riches. I don't want just a little squishy heel deal. I want, I, want to, I want to do what's best. I want to go the distance. Are you with me here? We're going to take a step of faith. That's what we're going to do. And, and I'm just going to go over this with you because I want you to understand. Listen, everything I have belongs to God. I'm so glad I learned about giving. You know where I learned about like giving to God? I learned it when I had a paper route. How many of y'all remember paper boys? Okay, we're, we're, we're old school, but that's okay. Come on. About eight years old, nine years old, I started delivering papers. Made $8 a week. Got home, put all the change on the table when I would collect. And, and, and my mom would say, okay. She would say, how much did you make? And we would get all the change. And then she would take 80 cents. She would say, this belongs to God. This is how I learned. And then she, then I, then she said this. She goes, in this family, we round up. And it was a dollar. Just like that, it became a dollar. And then I got myself a real job, $2 an hour. Like 12 years old, I was scrubbing floors, stocking shelves. I worked 12 hours a week at $2. Man, I had $24 a week. I was like a rich man. And every payday, I'd get cash. It was underneath the Pepsi bottles in the little envelope. It was cash. I knew every payday. Go in there, slip it out. Boss would leave it, put it in my pocket, go home. My mom would say, let's have your money. How much did you make? 24 Okay, $2.40. And we round up. It's one thing to round up with 20 cents. It's a whole different with 60s. Are you feeling me here? But I learned we round up because we, we have that kind of God. He has so much. Why wouldn't you? I learned it when I was in nursing school. And I worked, actually, for, for Pastor Gary in, 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 in doing windows. But I could only work one day a week. So I'd make about $30 a week. That had to last me all week. That's all I had to live on. But you know what? I always gave because God's so big and he's so great and I'm his child and I'm going to respond in faith. I'm not going to respond in fear. See, that's how I learned it. So we have four, four ways of giving here. You have the, we have occasional givers. And we say, okay, I'm going to be an occasional giver. I'm going to occasionally give. And then we have consistent givers. We have consistent. And then I, I'm going to give regularly, but, and, but it's not really 10%. But then we take this great leap of faith. And there's room to grow in this. I'm not putting condemnation on you. I'm just saying, start somewhere. But I'm asking you, maybe it's time to reject fear, recognize God's a faithful father, and, 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 let's, and let's respond in faith, not, not, not fear, right? Let's just step up. Let's just go for it. Are you with me? And then there's tithing. You get 10%. That's like, what? Then you get generous. Generosity is after that. See, it would be like this. If I would go to, go to Sam, hey, Sam, can I, can I borrow your car? Is it, is it okay if I borrow your car? Here, get, can I borrow it? Man, I, 
And I, I might have two cars here. What's that? I have two cars here. I'd say, I'd say to Sam, I'm going to borrow your car. Hey, can I borrow your car? And then um, I went to use it all week. He said, yeah, you can use my car. I get the car. And then at the end of the week, I come back to Sam, and I say, guess what? I'm going to give you a car. What do you think he would say? Yeah, are, are you okay? Right? I don't know. I'm going to give you a car. I'm going to give you, man, I'm going to give you two cars. Is that giving? I'm just returning. It all belongs to God. He's a good God. I'm his child. I'm just going to go ahead and give. So I can say, no. So if I give it back to him, that's the tithe. That's giving back to him what's already his. And we grow up to there, right? And then now generosity would be, guess what? I washed and waxed it and had it detailed. Then I got the oil changed, checked the tire pressure, everything's good. How many of y'all think that's generosity? And filled it up with gas. Then I say, I'm returning to you what's yours with generosity. That's the difference between returning to God and generosity. How many of y'all would like to become generous with God? Come on. See, it's, it's step by step, day by day, that's how we get there. I'm going to take my steps of faith to get there. Would you stand to your feet with me today? How many of y'all heard something that was helpful for you today? Did y'all hear something helpful? How many of y'all got something helpful today? Now listen, it's real clear. I believe God wants us to take a step of faith. That's all, take a step of faith. After all, you are his child. You're more valuable than the average pigeon. He recognize him as a father. You're better than the, than the wildflowers of the field that get ripped out and thrown into the fire. Right? And we're not going to be divided. He's a good, good God. And so it's not just, I'm going to keep mine. I'm going to be a joyful, over-the-top, handle my riches because I believe God wants you to have peace, power, presence, provision, and protection. That's what God wants for your life. How many of y'all believe that right now? Come on, I believe that with all my heart. So if that's you today, and you're saying, you know what, I want to take a step of faith. I don't know what your step of faith is with your finance. Maybe it's filling out a budget. Maybe it's meeting with somebody. Maybe it's go, uh, going from occasional to consistent or consistent to tithe. Maybe today's your day. No matter what that step is, if you'd like to take a step of faith today, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. Anybody here? Thank you, God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person here. I pray a blessing upon every hand that's up right now. Lord God, I thank you for everyone. Lord God, for the Word of God to become alive. That, the, that, that worship would become great to them, the passion for Jesus would be overwhelming, and that you're going to help us take steps of faith. God, that you would help us take great steps of faith in a great and mighty way. Lord God, thank you for that in Jesus' name. God, you can put your hands down. So one more thing I want to do for you today is this. Is if, if you're here today, I read a verse earlier, Romans chapter 8, and it talked about fear, and it talked about God's Spirit. It talks about adoption. And I've been adopted by God, my Father in heaven. I've been adopted. I have an adoption day. I do. It's August 14th. Every year I celebrate adoption day. 
My wife, her adoption, July 25th, 24th. I was one day off, okay? But she has an adoption day. She, she knows when it is. Do you have an adoption day? Do you have a day where Jesus Christ forgave you of your sin and that you began a relationship with him? Not that you believed in him. Oh, you can believe in him all along. But that you, that you, literally you, said, God, forgive me for I'm a sinner and I have sinned. I have missed a mark. Forgive me. And I want you, Jesus, to be the leader of my life. Do you have a day, a moment, or time that you did that? If you don't, there's a good chance you didn't do it. And we exist here at Bridge City Church so that as many people as possible can, listen, begin a relationship with God is one of the best things you could ever have in your life. And also to become a follower of Jesus. So in this moment right now, if there's anybody here today, you don't have a date or time, but you'd like today to be yours. November 20, 2022. This is your date right now. If you'd like today to be your day, I just want you real bold right now. Right where you are. Right where you are. Oh, this is so joyful. This is so good. I just want you to slip up your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here today that you say, oh, that's me. I want today to be my day. Anybody at all. Anybody at all. Thank you, Jesus. Glorify thy name. Lord God, I thank you, Father, for each and every person. Lord God, here today that has a relationship with you. Lord God, that's passionately following you. Lord God, let us live out this faith, Lord God, on a day-by-day, everyday basis. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, you can be seated here for a few minutes here. And uh, I'm just so thankful that I'm here with you today. And men, I'm so excited about tonight to be with the men. I have a word in my heart tonight for the men. Uh, we're going to gather, and, and I'm going to be sharing my heart on, the, on basics for men. And uh, so thank you, all the guys. I think there's about 16, 17 guys from here coming and coming across town. I appreciate that. But, hey, before we uh, close up today, two things. Um, this is kind of awkward for me right now, but I'm going to introduce myself on the screen in just a moment. And the reason I'm doing this is every one of our campuses, you know, we're one church in four locations. Every one of our campuses, we've been doing this one vision campaign. And I want to give you an update, but I want you to hear exactly what the whole church heard today. So the reason is that, so I'm going to show you the video. I know it's kind of odd that I'm going to, I'm going to be up here in just a minute. Uh, telling you happy Thanksgiving, which happy Thanksgiving to you. But but listen, I want you to pay attention. It is a couple minutes long, but it's going to give you an update on what we said we were going to do and invite those who are here who are not participating yet, give you a great opportunity. Hey, church, let's take a look together. 